It's the Process Podcast, episode two hundred and fifty-eight. I was like, I really felt that in my ear just now. Like, well, it felt like I, I, like I was in my own head, kind of a thing. Uh, like someone in my head is saying what I'm about to say. Mm. That's how voluminous it entered my ear holes. Mm. It was quite intense. Quite intense. What did uh, What did you get up to on this fantastically? mediocrely uh, warm friday i was doing some uh painting in the porsche some vinyl Ooh. spray paint Ooh. to paint the edges of the carpets Vin- to paint the little what's a vinyl spray paint uh it's spray paint meant for vinyl and fabric so it's it can like seep into the vinyl a bit more because like if you just use regular spray paint it'll just like flake off the vinyl it won't stick to it very well Oh, are you back? I'm back now. Real, my God. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm back now. I'm back. Oh dear Jesus, fucking Christ. <sighs> Here we thought we'd get decent Wi-Fi connection. Coming back from one of the worst Wi-Fi enabled houses on the planet, it seems, and now, now it's barely working here. Can you hear me at all? I I can now, yes. Oh, thank goodness. Okay. I've changed over to a different Wi-Fi network. This better work. If it doesn't, I'm going to just become homeless and live on the street because it seems easier at this point. I should just free a better Wi-Fi because you just use like Starbucks or something. Yeah, literally Starbucks. I feel like Starbucks has better Wi-Fi than this. Probably. Than this does right now. Yeah, just terribly frustrating. Oh, geez. There's bugs everywhere terribly frustrating um but yeah i mean honestly not much to report today it was uh it's pretty quiet day overall in the world of me not really not much happened not much is going to happen and uh yeah that's about it thanks for listening we'll see you we'll see you in the next one just make just make it really really short it's like oh that was a that was a three minute episode wouldn't have to deal with uh wi-fi i guess yeah, that's true. I did actually. So here's a, I went grocery shopping this morning and I, I'm going to send you a photo right now or a few photos that I took and you've totally seen and heard of this in, uh, in like podcast ads before, but you know, the razor brand Harry's people are always doing ads for Harry's razors. Razors? No, I don't think so. No. Okay, well, we're not going to do an ad for them because they're not paying us. But the idea is that it kind of disrupts the standard model of the shaving industry that Gillette has, where you spend outrageous amounts of money on stuff kind of unnecessarily. Um, And so this is the first time I've actually seen a product in person. Saw this box at the Superstore. But what attracted me to it, other than the fact that this box was like 12 bucks was the like the design of it the layout 
of the I'm packaging. Just looking at yeah, and kind of this. I th- I think it's a render that they have on the front yeah, screen there. Yeah, I think it's a render. You can tell um, on the on the back one for sure it's a render. Yeah, it's got that classic. Looks like a classic render weekly key shot mm-hmm. model setup. Because like the whole thing um, is lit up very well. Very very like well. The whole razor is light, so I would say it's a render. Yeah, probably, probably right. But um, yeah, no, I, f- I just I found the the way that they laid out the packaging quite interesting, quite successful, attractive, and uh, and that was kind of the most exciting design related thing that happened today was I saw an interesting package design for a razor. I like the front. I'm not a big fan of the back. No. Is there the front, a specific reason? Uh, the front, I like. I would say the text could be moved down a little bit because um, it seems a little close to the razor, in my opinion. But mm. the um, it looks a bit awkward, I think. Uh, but the back, like the layout, doesn't bother me. But like, I don't like how it's like a three D kind of in situ render where it's like leaning against a little wall kind of look. Oh really? And it's hmm. like, right? That's what it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's like a, th- but then you've got like, two D graphics that just go over it. Mm, so it's kind oh, of like two yeah. different like perspectives fighting each other. You're looking at like a flat, just a flat graphic, like a two D graphic on like a, three D surface, but it doesn't sit on the three D surface. Oh, I see what you're saying. Which like, if it was in some areas, it'd be fine. But the fact that it goes over like where the floor and the wall meet right on the corner it just goes yeah. over that in a 2d way it looks kind of strange to me but it's like two different planes of information maybe it's better to just have a like a front like a frontal focused view of that ditch the background altogether yeah because kind of on the front they have it tilted a little forward kind of a three-quarter view mm-hmm. maybe on the back they do a, a top view of it just face on and then maybe a side view yeah or like an exploded view that Pretty legit. Oh, an, expl- an exploded view would actually be really cool because it, it, it has like four like kind of benefit features features and benefits right Ooh, yes of the products yes. but i it's would like i would do now. i would do that as an exploded view maybe not even a maybe rendered or just a line drawing but maybe rendered actually a little cheeky exploded view mm. and like you don't really need the too much of the handle just most focus more on the razor itself with a little bit of the handle an explosive view and then arrange the features and benefits around the explosive oh. view to really oh, show like okay i know it says german blades and you can look at a razor and know where the blades are and whatever but like i think it would just be a nicer layout in my opinion that's an interesting observation i mean that's just how i would do it i don't know it's it's kind of cool though compared to most packaging it's pretty nice. Yeah, Gillette seems like you're I don't even know what I don't even know how you would describe it. But it, it seems just hasn't a bit really changed. It's not very no. creative. It's just kind of like I don't know. It's, it's like swooshy stuff. Swooshy stuff and blue technical and orange. Term. Yeah, technical term swooshy stuff. That's how I describe someone's like what's your favorite part of the car of the, of, of your car? I'm like, "Well, let me show you." And I take them around to the side view of it and we step back about 10 feet and we crouch down on our knees. So that way, whatever light source from up top hits and you can see the 
the swooshy swoosh on the side mm-hmm. that's created by the contours of it. I said, that is my favorite part. When you don't see it and then you move and you do see it, the swooshy swoosh, technical term, is, uh, is my favorite part. We need uh, no-name razors. And just on the box, it just says razor for shaving your face. I would just say razor for, for shaving. shaving. For shaving. Yeah. Yeah. Because like who's it. to... Yeah, you don't want to limit it to just shaving your face. You know, I like to shave the shave. I like to shave my elbows, actually. Interesting. I like a nice smooth elbow. Yeah, I know when you used to. It sounds weird saying I I I used to know when you shaved your legs. It sounds weird. <laughs> uh, weirdly. Intimate, I used to be but, painfully aware of when you but shaved I, your legs. But I do remember because you walking around in those pink red shorts. Yeah. Yeah. With your long just hair and your track hat. Specialized hat, actually. Oh, the specialized, the red one, sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, that the was the days of the... Specialized yeah, hat. sorry, the red specialized. Yeah, and that was iconic. That was an pink iconic Pink shorts. Look. And you'd walk in and that's when we had the famous thigh picture. Yep, famous thigh photo. It was when I was that's shaving my legs. I've thought legs. about doing it again just for the sole purpose of vanity Fun. yeah and like looking at myself in the mirror and seeing like the veins pop out of my calf muscles interesting but then i think that's just a bit too vain for me i don't i don't know if that's necessarily the right thing to do it seems a bit uh seems a bit unnecessary to do that again mm. you know and i remember explaining to one of the girls that I saw in second year that like, I'm completely straight. I just shave my legs and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Swimmers and cyclists. Yeah. Because it was met with a bit of, I would imagine. I don't know. Maybe. You think think for the same reasons why a cyclist and a swimmer would shave. I think the same reason why. Yeah. People's A, a, a runner would shave as well. Yeah, some cyclists say that they shave their legs for aerodynamics. I don't really think it makes a whole bunch of a difference. I would shave them. I would shave them so that if I did fall and crash, and I have to get bandages on my leg, I don't have to then deal with the bandage pulling the hair out when I remove it because it's all just fresh yeah, skin. Yeah, I anyways. bet it probably does a very small amount of aero. Yeah, probably. Right, because like anything you don't have flapping around. Can you imagine hair on your legs being like four inches long and just yeah. flowing in the wind like like seaweed? Yeah. But it's also pretty weight. Knowing that I'm how crazy I are about weight, it's like, yeah. oh, here's like 0. 0.2 of a gram because I've shaved my entire body. Yeah, it you could know, be that. Th- that silly little... And hair can be heavy as well. That's another thing. Exactly. I got That's my hair cut two days ago now. Head feels so much lighter. I don't, don't even see have a lot a per- of hair before. You don't see professional or Olympic top tier athlete who's a runner, swimmer, or a cyclist with a giant beard, right? No. So that's correct. Yeah, makes sense. You do be a lot of point. weight and a lot of drag. Oh, especially, especially like, in the water. Oh, can you imagine having a beard in the water? There's a reason why they all look like have like baby faces. Mm-hmm. There was, I'm trying to think. Weight saving. That's one thing, actually. This is a good piggyback. Um, 
you remember Richard Kaczynski, who's the guy on uh, LinkedIn who does all those fancy shoe sketches and stuff. Not even fancy, just quick and communicative. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has his own freelance group called the Directive Collective. Do you follow him on Instagram? I do, yes. It's on Instagram, but I always post like his re- shoe reviews. Yeah. I've wa- I've been watching those on Instagram. He's got like a he's got it's actually pretty intelligent on his website links back to those Instagram posts. So he's oh, got cool. like videos and everything's all in one spot. You don't have to scroll through a feed of other photos, which is quite nice. Um but he was talking on a podcast I was listening to. This is a couple of weeks ago. And this is something I've had in my notes of stuff to bring up for a long time, but I just never have. But now that we're on the topic of the Olympics and beards and leg shaving, it transitions quite well. So on the topic of leg shaving, um, that guy's got a monster beard. He does a big beard. Monster beard. Very hairy, too, which is not a bad thing. So no, I'm very a true hairy. man. However, he's not. Like you're saying, Bolt, he's not like setting records in the 100 meter sprint. No. With that he's beard. Not. No, he's not. I do think that Usain, no, Usain Bolt did not have facial hair. From what I recall. So. No, I don't think so. Maybe a, maybe a goatee at some point, but. Yeah, at some point. Even then, that's it. Not really doing Very much minimal hair. Mi- yes, indeed. He's a minimalist in the hair department. Mm-hmm. Just, just like I'm. Just like our heads are starting to be as well. Mine's definitely minimal. And, and <laughs> <laughs> you're getting there. Weight saving. I'm not. Dude. I'm not as bad. I, I'm. I will shave like fully shave it in probably a month, two months. Mm-hmm. I think is my guess. But Richard Kaczynski, um, he was talking on a podcast a while back. I've been meaning to bring it up for a while, but he was talking about the Scotiabank Marathon, which is a marathon that's run, sponsored by. Scotiabank and it's run in Toronto and he tells the story of how he got into running was through design as opposed to getting into design through running Mm. um apparently he never was a runner before and then started off his career out of Carleton doing shoe design and from there got into everything and then Beyond that, once he left the corporate world, started getting into more of the culture around running and athletics, which in the case of the Scotiabank Marathon, there's when you register, you're paying like $60, $75 and they give you a package basically as part of your registration, which includes your, um, your race bib, like your identification number. Uh, there's a finishing medal involved in that. There's uh, typically a t-shirt or some kind of a singlet design as well as the box that it comes in and some other information and whatnot that goes along with it. And it's kind of like a media kit runner's kit type of deal. And I have no idea. I've never done one. Um, but he did, he started to make that his design business now, like designing race outfits, designing, um, hats and apparel, like socks and shorts and shirts and, did I say hats? I said hats. I don't know. To go along with these various races. So he did, I think this year was the 20th or 25th anniversary of the Pride Run in Toronto. So he did that. He did the metal design. And I found a. he did the metal design. He did like the registration package design. 
is doing all these like combining things plus the industrial design aspect of it all into this one thing. And I'm like, oh my God, that's the coolest fucking thing ever. Mm. You can combine a one of your passions and interests being this athletic thing, combining it with your practical knowledge of industrial design, but then also being able to interject those things into not just a shoe, but clothing, graphics, right. physical hardware, such as the metal. And I just thought that was really, 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 really cool. And I was able to dig through on his website and Google Images and find um, like images of concept decks that he had pitched to Pride and Scotiabank and the city of Toronto for these events. And it was interesting just looking at the work kind of out of context because you don't know what discussions happened before and what discussions happened after. But it was just an interesting document to see. And I did save them. Um, I did save them just as, as a reference thing. So I can send those to you if you'd like. But it was, it was very, very cool. Yeah, I'd like to check it out. I want to see the layout. Yes. Yes. And he takes like the kind of gives me Draplin vibes, but not pure Draplin. It's like Draplin, maybe Draplin plus you plus just simple to mm. the point way of showcasing information and this actually leads me to another thought that i had off of it was i was like oh i would love to be able to do something like that just like having that as a portfolio piece and then i thought well how could i do that without having participated in say one of say like the scotiabank marathon what's another thing that I've done or we've done that a project formulated that way can be brought into. I go, oh, well, there's, imagine there's like a car meet, but it's one of these like high-end ones. Sorry, I just kind of oh, like Zach it. just Zach just had a stroke. There. Yeah, I just had a, a vision. I don't okay. even say an idea, it's a vision. You want to you go continue. for it? You want to go for no, it? No, no, it's okay. You go, I'll, I'll, I'll hold it in. But my... But like, and this, this very well may overlap with what you're going to say, but like the thought was, oh, well, there's this, there's this car event meet. Maybe we do a base it off of something that's existing, but tell the story up a little bit and you register with your car, whatever car you're bringing, or if there's a car that you're interested in, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And you get this package like in the mail ahead of time with effectively apparel, stuff to bring to the meet. Maybe you get a t-shirt and a hat and maybe there's a sunglasses or something in there. I don't really know. And then other, it'd have to be like accessories that add value and are, have a reason to be there, not just plastic junk from China to fill a box, but then making the box part of this experience as well. Mm -hmm. And then you bring, and that's like when you register to go to this event, this car meet, this car show, whatever it is. Like say the, the the Toronto Auto Show, you have to pay online ahead of time to register for that, right? You got to yeah. buy tickets. You can buy them there too, but yes, yeah, that's true. But maybe the incentive is buying them beforehand, pre-ordering them. You get this Toronto Auto Show package mm. ahead of time, and then that's the exciting thing. And that's a similar way of taking what was so attractive about what Richard Kaczynski had done of designing this, like the race kit and the medals and the packaging that everything shows up in, the lanyards that your metal is going to be hung on when you finish this race. Right. 
doing that in an area that we're at least a bit more familiar with as opposed to running marathons in downtown Toronto. And that right. was, that was where the, that's where it currently sits in my brain. You know, now I got two ideas. The one for an auto show idea I think would be really cool is you imagine like in this package, you get like a lookbook for mm. like, it won't, it couldn't be every car cause the book could be huge, but say like the feature cars of the show mm-hmm. and say like it specializes a little bit in like uh, you know the exotic hall where it's all the exotic cars maybe there's like each of those are in the book and mm-hmm. then like the other halls are just like more kind of morphed into one or say the exotic cars it's a lookbook where it has like a picture a nice picture of the car because the one of the only issues when you go to a show like that is can't always get the nicest picture because it's so busy right and there's like guardrails in the way and all this stuff yeah so if it was like pictures from someone us beforehand going in there and then building this lookbook and say like oh you know in the exotic section it's got you know this is the this ferrari Mm. you know ferrari sf90 and it has and it has the specs of it so you can know because the amount of times that you go there and you stand and you hear some like dude who thinks he really knows everything about cars he's saying talking to his friends that know even less than him and he's like yeah this car's got a v12 it's like dude that no it doesn't it's like it's the first off no hybrid v8 like don't even stop okay stop you don't know what you're talking about right sir it'd be cool to know the information then maybe like because the book would be huge if you did every toyota and every dodge and everything but say like then all the big manufacturers had a page and it was like a little mm, bit of yeah. background of the, of the manufacturer and kind of what they're trying to bring for that year. Mm. Something like that. Cause then it would then need something you keep and you look back on years, years from then and be like, Oh, cause yeah, it this would evolve year, with each change. annual show. But it's also kind of that like cool thing you can open up and you're like, Oh yeah, this is the car. And like, this is a picture of it when it's, not crazy busy it's just like really nice picture and you know that mm-hmm. or some posters or something like that that'd be kind of cool i like Ready that for my, a lot for my vision yes i am hit me with it hit me i actually think it's pretty insane so you know what we were trying to figure out the other day of well we know we want to help give back to humber and do something mm-hmm. but we were trying to figure out a way of how can we do that? How you know, yeah, So we have an idea that we could the decision pitch makers. to Catherine and Bruce and, and uh, Patrick and whatever, and of how we can actually help, you know, get back to the program and maybe hype it a bit more. And yeah. water for this. Oh, shoot. He's drinking water. What if right. that's what it is? It's oh. a kit, right? Because it would be limited enough to like 60 a year where you yeah. could go a bit extra especially with the money that they're fucking paying i mean you think about the grad package that we got i oh, mine is still Christ. like half opened it's disgustingly bad <laughs> and then like you know the acceptance thing you know, it was like oh here's a pin that i'm not gonna put on anything because why but specific not not a humber one an I Humber ID one specific. Oh, shoot. But yeah. here's the idea. First year and in second year or whatever, we always go to the class and throughout the year, props be like, you know, 
we were pretty lucky that we didn't have to have a lot of mandatory books but they were like yeah they were like you know we recommend you get these sketching books these render books this graphic design book this presentation model making history whatever right Mm -hmm. but it's the same thing every year where you always go to all these teachers and you have to make this master list of all these books you got to get what about in this open in this package not only is it telling you letting you know about the program yeah it's giving you the list of the books that you should probably get recommended from the profs and previous students have gone through the program it's recommended you websites instagram accounts oh shoot for people stuff for people to give you not only in uh you know youtube tutorials but also like inspiration off of instagram and like reference websites like sync zero zero you know Uh stuff that like you got to know someone who knows about it to tell you otherwise it's hard to find you know mm-hmm. yeah places nearby to buy stuff where oh to source gosh. these materials you know above ground stuff art supplies that's how we can go a background of the profs and each one can have a page or two going yeah. into a background of them so they get to know the profs if they want to read this before they It'd actually be funny if they were like video game characters like yeah <laughs> critique harshness 8.5 out of 10 but even like, yeah, exactly. It's like their stats. It's like a Bruce's Pokemon card and they've got their attacks and whatever. Yeah, but it's like, yeah. yeah, 12. But it's like, and it goes into each class throughout oh, the years yeah. a little yeah. bit and give you a little bit of background of what you're getting into and what you could look mm. forward to or, you know, what you got to keep an eye out for. Major projects. Mm. It could help in, in, this, in this book. It could help clearly explain the difference between product auto and now was it interactive or whatever interaction e- interaction ux something like whatever that. yeah you know because before like some people it's like oh auto is just cars or they don't know exactly what is you know what you're going to be doing if you're an auto compared to product mm-hmm. well this could show you and tell you what the differences are you know yeah. to help you you know think about it Zach, a bit more and you make a oh good decision gosh. Yeah. But this package could literally be the package you need when you get into Humber to know everything you need to know. And the beauty of the thing I think is really cool is it could be, you know, it's telling you a lot of stuff about the program, about the school. It could even have a map drawn mm. by us designers, not a map done by the Humber people, a map yeah. by people who actually have to go there, you know, who can design a better map than they can because anyone fucking could. Stevie Wonder could, I think. And then, like, you know, but it's also giving you information, which I think you don't see this very much in schools. It's it's a word of mouth thing, right? But why couldn't it be in a more institutional, like in a more a book form, a written form for the program? Because I think yeah. it just adds history to the program, right? Why not share the history instead of hoping that the year above you tells you about Burger Boy down the street? Like it sounds silly, but why not put that in the book? yeah that's i don't a, know about you but every time experience. every time a year yeah and why can't that be part of the experience of the program it's not just the work and the program itself it's the experience that people will go through in the program and like mm-hmm. whenever like an upper year to us would always let us know like oh check out uh sync or sanguine sick or um burger boy or go here for um drinks or you know like little tips yeah. and tricks right those are only passed down by word of mouth. 
It's a Control Shift V thing. means paste in place in <laughs> Illustrator and Photoshop. Yeah, like little things, right? Like, oh, don't use this printer. Use this printer. Go to go to H building printer or something. You know, like mm. how do you unjam the printer in second yeah. floor end building? You know, like little things that sound quirky and silly, but like as a first year, I was always so awkward trying to figure out things and too scared to ask people. Mm-hmm. Even the silliest little things like that. Why not have that in book form? It's literally I didn't even know, I didn't even know we had a we had printers at the school. No, because the they do such semester. a shit job of telling you. You have to rely on a prof or another student to tell you. Yeah. You know? But like for I'm sure there's a lot of people coming from right from high school and going into it like we did, who are too scared to like ask people. And yeah. too nervous. You don't want to like it's hard to like make friends all of a sudden, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's like we get that. You know, why not have this instruction manual to Humber Industrial Design kind of thing? And has everything from serious, these are the props, these are the work you're going to be doing, these are the books you should probably get, you know, these are the tools you should probably get. Yeah. You know, um, instead of all that, like, legit stuff, also fun stuff that's like, oh, you know, good food places nearby. You know, go go to the links and get smokes poutine, you know? Burger Boy, Mondays, Fridays, half off the entire menu, just be careful because it's a little sketchy and then or like hey (laughs) or even something silly like oh you guys want to go downtown hop on hop on the 195 or whatever what is the kipling get on 191 191 get on get on line was it line two the green one yeah line get on that go to saint george or whatever switch off to line one go to union or get off of saint george like little maps of directions of how you get to but yes Saint or whatever, sorry, Saint one of the Saints. <laughs> you Too got many it. fucking Saints. One of um, the Saints. You know, a little map of like this is how you get to above ground. Or mm. this is how you get to Union from here. To Muji. Little silly things like that, but like I think people would really, you know, cherish and appreciate. Yeah. Because it's not just an extra boring, yeah. like from the school being like these are the books you need to get and you should get at least a blue black and red pen and you should it's so boring like this is what you're gonna be doing and it's all like the fake stage pictures of everyone enjoying their lives and model making it's like no you know why can't we have inject some student personality into it and Mm. even more prof personality into it of like tips from the profs before you get started yeah things that like each of the profs think you guys should get into (gasps) Zach, obviously you've, you've obviously they're, obviously they're gonna say it in class but like why you know how, how many times did bruce and Catherine, you know ask us did, did i tell you guys this or was that the other class they can't even remember yeah, yeah. <laughs> so why they're not old. like put some of their stuff like that in the book and then i think the a, a student view would be so important it'd yeah. be like literally these are the food places to go you know don't get these markers just get these gray copics and these get these yeah. pencils don't get those you know like you know microwave the verithins don't you know it, little tips and tricks like go to go to h building use the color printer there at this time of night don't mm. use this printer during this time of the day use the plotter you know do little tips and tricks like that oh my God. you know Dude, my brain's going a thousand miles an hour right because then it's like it's so much fun like literally like how many times everyone in the program 
would always go to like above ground on the subway or to like need to go to union or somewhere downtown and you don't have to figure it out or ask friends like do you know how it was how about let's just have a fucking map in there why the fuck not Mm -hmm. yeah because like all of us did it all the people before us did it and all the people after us will do it it's something everyone's going to be doing so why not let them know before they don't even have to figure it out it's like here this is a proven route this is where you go don't get you don't even get lost here it is right here's the best places to get these materials oh you need Mm -hmm. wood go here you need metal go here plastic Mm -hmm. go here um food here pencils here order from these websites yeah you know paper here like shit like that you know the unwritten rules and the and the and the word of mouth stuff that you know gets passed down from each year Mm -hmm. like why not like put that in a book i just think that'd be so cool because honestly the package you get when you're accepted and the package you're graduating no one gives a shit i never even read it i don't even know what it says but it's like why not have something they actually want to fucking keep and not just put it oh here's a t-shirt in it who cares like Maybe it'd be cool to have like a Humber ID t-shirt in the package. Why not? Yeah, yeah. Like I'm pretty sure the school could find out a budget a way of like 60 people get these packages that are like have a decent amount of shit in it. A nice book, a t-shirt, some ID stickers or something for their laptop. And then mm-hmm. it, it's, it's on a piece of paper and it literally says this is for your laptop maybe. And then like, you know, little oh, stuff like that that's shoot. like, you know even like a Verithin or a non-photo blue Verithin because that'd be funny. Like, you know, stuff. I just think that'd be way more personal and like actually something people would keep. You know, this is the the instruction manual to get Mm. through. How to survive industrial design school. This is how, this is the instructions to how to survive survive Humber ID put together by students who survived Humber ID. Not by the school. By survivors of the war. Not, yeah. (laughs) Not, not the school, not even the profs, not the administration, because they think they know what students want and what they need Mm -hmm. to know, but no. You know? I think that'd be cool as a a nice welcome as well. Mm -hmm. You know? I just, I think that's pretty brilliant. I sense a big project with that. Because there's a lot to be done. But I was thinking, you know, when we're trying to figure out like, oh, we want to talk to Catherine and Bruce and Patrick and Dan Sandro and be like, you know, we want to do something for Humber ID. We want to give back. We want to help, you know, uh, advertise it more, get it out there, make people aware of it more, you know, want to expand the community, blah, blah, blah. But we were trying Mm -hmm. to figure out how to actually like tangibly do that. Yeah. Other than like make videos or make posts or whatever, which we still can do, but like, that's something I think a packet. My mind, ever since I saw that Behance thing of the guy doing like a portfolio care package. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I my yeah. mind has been stuck on that idea of like I love the idea of putting a package like that together because I think that's such a cool thing to like. And who doesn't like opening something like that? Scrooges. Opening something is so much fucking fun, and if the experience and the the box or the bag or whatever it is in, the experience of opening it is also designed and designed well and is creative, that just increases the experience even more. That's why it's fun to open a fucking unpackage an iPhone. Mm, yeah. Even the box and the designed. way it's laid out is so clever and cool and designed that you're like, mm-hmm. man, this is a treat opening this. It's not oh, like geez. one of those like shitty like 
you know, the toy packages where it's like an action figure or a trans. I always remember the Transformers were like this. And it's like that sharp plastic packaging that when you cut with the scissors, it's sharp enough to like cut through anything. You could, yeah. Surgeons could do surgery with a little plastic that yep. comes off. And then you finally yep. tear it open. And then like, it's like got those little ties yeah, those to the plastic. The and it's, it's it takes like half an hour to get it out of plastic. And then by the time you're like, Man, I don't even want to fucking play with this toy anymore. <laughs> I want that experience to be good. You know, I, I just think, I just think that'd be a really neat idea. I think you're onto something with that. I totally agree. You know, I'm completely in agreement with every part of that. I think that would be, I just think it'd be really clever. That'd be a really cool thing to, to give someone coming into the program, you know, mm-hmm. you're paying all that money and you're, you're coming into like, you know, by the end of four years, you can be like, wow, this is really a family and a, a little community, mm-hmm. but why not? You know, I think both of us agree that we wish we could have felt that even earlier. So we had more yeah. time in that mindset and that community feeling at Humber because mm-hmm. we loved it so much. So if we can help the next like years start off like that that's or a start win. a little bit earlier, that's a big fucking win, man. That makes me there going to be people that we work with at the end of the day, you know? Yeah. If graduate. I like, if I knew like you and Seb and Sean and Matt and Joe and Ben and Sean and Nick and everyone, that like that close to you guys that early and we we're going to burger boy ever since first year that's Dude. like an extra two years of like deep memories and fun and like that would have really helped me get through first year personally mm-hmm. and probably the first half a second year as well that would have really helped me get through it even more you know and i i probably wouldn't have questioned dropping out so much and that that and the realization that the first year is going to suck no matter how good and yeah. talented so why not, you are why can't we make it suck. as fucking good as tolerable as possible you know like you, i think like the school kind of forgets about that about like oh, they do they just think like oh it's a boot camp type thing yeah it's gonna suck suck it up but it's like man if if the students were in better condition mentally and was more excited and like felt more part of a community and safer and more welcomed and had more friends and whatever it'd be mm-hmm. their work would be better on average I guarantee it yeah you know think of the people that we spoke to and have spoken to yeah oh my uh my audition's glitching out a little bit here oh i think it's okay but it's Gucci. doing really weird stuff yeah. i'm not exactly sure why we can wrap it up in a minute anyway, so we don't, in case yeah, the Wi-Fi shit's have... better, your audition's not bad. Audition's just totally, oh no, fuck God. Uh, yeah, yeah. Is it glitching? Yeah, I, I, and I, it, it's, okay, no, it is still recording. I hope so. I don't know why it's glitching though, because like literally nothing's happening. Oh, well, I say let's, oh, let's finish your thought and then uh, maybe we'll wrap it up just so we don't, just in case. Yeah. And my thought was, think of the peop- all the people that we've spoken to thus far, even Stephen, like Stephen wasn't even in our year, Yeah. but there's Stephen, Nick, Maho, Belinda, Sean, Seb, all from our year. And we haven't even scratched the surface in terms of people that we can talk to. Yeah. We all had the same type of experience. Yeah. Individually. First, first year was rough. Yeah. And the fact that everyone had that collective experience on their own. Yeah. That 
says hmm. something possibly. <laughs> yeah, it starts to hint at something, you know, which is probably not a good thing. It's part. It's part of the course of going to school, I think. But but if you can, if we can, if way. we're gonna look at this in a thesis way, and that's the pain point of the experience, mm-hmm. is first year, and we have the research of literally the podcast to show them. Yeah, of like, look, this is the pain point. Like, <laughs> be like Patrick, Patrick. You know when you taught us about this pain point and making this graph of like <laughs> which part of the experience is the worst pain? Yeah. I'm throwing this back at your face. I'm using your own teachings here. The pain point is this. And this is the proof. Like how many people have spoken to and they said the exact same fucking thing. If we can just help that experience be a little bit brighter, a little bit better, a little bit less painless, and the whole user experience, users being the new designers, Mm -hmm. I guarantee their work is going to be better and they're going to start off with a better better point, you know? Yeah. I think that's a pretty cool idea, right? This. Let's work. Let's keep thinking about this. Let's make notes yeah. and stuff and do brainstorms. And because yeah. I'm, I'm here I'm for it. I'm going to do some new st- do it. sticky note clusters, I think, or make a list at least. Because I, oh, dude, I've sticky, like, note, sticky note cluster for this thing. I'm going to start writing Just for this. I'm going to start writing ideas too. Because yeah. we can totally do it. It's very well within our means. Yeah. Do you know what? No Maybe that's where the it. empty space is going right there. Fuck yeah. That's what's happening. I like it. Straight up. Hands down. The best thing ever. And we can work with. Ooh, we just knocked the old microphone box over. Ooh. We can work with the like people from our year to source content for this as well. Like, exactly, just... right? Like, oh man, and so upper stoked. years, and the yeah. years below us. People currently, students currently in it. Yeah, the profs, everyone. Man, this is great. This is great. I so think, happy. like, I know Bruce and Catherine, yeah, that's probably, that's nice, but, like, you're going to have to try and convince school to, like, get the funds to make it, but, yeah, and to pay us, but it's, like, I think, like, oh, they've got the fucking money. Like, this, yeah, we got to make, we got to prove to them that it's worth it, but, like, I, I, I know it's a shitty, like, defense, because it's me saying it. And it's like, well, yeah. you gotta just believe me, but like, I know you feel the same way that if we had something like that, we would have started off much better, mm-hmm. and like things would have been much better. And like, I truly think that's gonna be for the majority of students, especially once coming right out of high school. I agree. Very I really think agree. they would find that valuable. Yeah, I wonder if we can get like a survey or a list thing together to send yeah. to people, people from our year to at least start sourcing stuff. Or I don't, I don't know how we would go about it, but there's there's definitely ways that we can go about it. Well, I can start like start on the wall. I'll really plan it out behind me. Yes, there could be a yes. whole research section where we literally go through like okay, like supplies, materials, books, food, destinations, Humber itself. Mm-hmm north uh end building like all of like you know tips and tricks whatever comments about pro everything that we can fill it out as much as we can think of and Mm -hmm. then we can ask people and be like okay by the way like you know what else would you think to put on this list what what would you put on this list and just build out something huge we're making moves 
I think that's really a cool idea. For, I know it's my idea. Of course, I'm going to say it's cool, but I think it's really cool. That's fantastic. Oh, I love this. I'm so stoked. Vision. I'm so I stoked. T- I say, uh, that's why I said, man, it's more oh. than an idea. It was fucking vision. It's like, it's it's basically three quarters of the way baked. The reason, yeah, <laughs> thinking of it, I was like picturing holding this like lookbook, this instruction mm. manual, and I'm like flipping it over and it says, you know, like, big design company. I'm like, oh, you know, strong, spicy. That's what we need. That's what we need. I'm going to wrap this up before audition totally yeah, crashes. Yeah, good idea. But uh, yeah, send us any design-related emails to hi at bigdesigncompany.com. Visit the website www.bigdesigncompany.com. Podcast-related P's and Q's can be sent to hi.theprocesspodcast at gmail.com. We greatly appreciate your your listening and your support. And Zach Watson. Yes, sir. What is our Instagram? process underscore underscore podcast beautiful ladies and gentlemen thank you very 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 much for listening we will see you on labor day monday Ooh, peace the process.